0: Hey there church, it's great to be with you this morning and we're continuing our series on Nehemiah. I love the account of Nehemiah and I hope you've been enjoying the last couple of weeks as we've been looking at his life, looking at the scripture and just opening up what it was for him to journey uh, the whole thing of God coming, speaking to him and rebuilding the wall, leading the people. And and I love this story in the account of Nehemiah. I think he's an incredible leader. You know, we see many leaders throughout scripture, but uh, there's, there's few like Nehemiah. He was a good, strong, solid leader. Uh, he was confident he'd heard from God. Uh, he sought the uh, the resources of the king. He sought the resources of the people that were were with him, and he led well, and he wasn't distracted, and you know God gave him great discernment. And today we're going to start looking at chapter six, and I hope you've taken the time out uh, throughout the last couple of weeks to read the book of Nehemiah. It's easy read, it's a great read, and you can probably read it a few times over. and And so this morning, I'm just going to um, just I guess paraphrase a little bit what happens in chapter six. You can read it for yourself, uh, but uh, we see. At the start of chapter 6, the the walls are nearly repaired, the repairs are nearly done, they're they're almost completed and all the stone is in place, the the bricks are in place and it just requires the doors to be fitted. What a feat! Uh, You know, they've gone from a city and a wall that's destroyed to a point somehow that they're in a place where it's ready just for the gates to go back on again. Uh, You know, but opposition continues. You would have heard in previous weeks, and as you've read as well, that opposition came. Sambalat, Geshem, and Tobiah was, were there. They're enemies of Nehemiah, and they were worried about what he was going to be doing. The, the opposition continues to come, and they start writing letters and sending messages to Nehemiah. They're sending him messages and saying, Well, we're gonna, we want to meet with you. And they start to spread rumors about Nehemiah's intent or rumored it to intent to overtake the king. That wasn't Nehemiah's intent at all. He actually had the blessing of the king to come and do what he was doing. But distraction came and, and the, the enemy tried to to bait him. You know, they tried to bait him with these letters and they ended up four or five times, uh, a messenger is finally sent to come and talk to Nehemiah and say, come, you must meet with Sambalad And, and the, these people, but Nehemiah decided he wasn't going to meet with them. He, he knew the truth. He knew what God had actually asked him to do. And he decided, well, I'm not going. I'm not going to come and meet with you. And, and he said, well, that's not the truth. They went back and forwards. And and Nehemiah actually says, what you say is untrue. Well, he was like, that's not right. That's incorrect. But it, he didn't allow it to worry him. You know, he, he says in the scripture too that, the opposition caused him to have more determination. We're going to talk about that some more in a moment, but what a great way to take and deal with opposition, hey, for us to actually use it and to be more determined. Nehemiah puts aside these things and the messages and ignores the enemy's call and request for distraction, and he goes to a friend, um, Shemaiah, and he seeks his advice and his counsel. and, And interestingly enough, he starts to hear things that would almost get him to question. Is he doing the right thing? Maybe he should meet with Sambalat. We, we read in the scripture then that, that Shemaiah was actually paid by Sambalat and Tobiah to, to be there and to try and sway Nehemiah's thoughts and his thinking and his process. You know, the, the distraction came from both sides. One from the enemy, but also from his friend as well. You know, despite this opposition, despite the challenges that they, they fought, if you remember back a couple of weeks, one of the, the great parts of this scripture that I love is that it says that they fought with one hand, they had a, a sword in one hand and they built with the other. They were guarding and building at the same time and so despite this opposition, despite the potential for reduced efficiency, they actually are able to build the, the wall and complete it all within 52 days. Now, we don't know exactly how demolished it was, but it took effort and time, and if you remember back into the early part of the scripture, Nehemiah had to could only take a donkey through. It, it wasn't a place where they could just ride horses. So it was demolished. They had a lot of work to do. But with somehow within 52 days they were able to rebuild the wall. And they didn't have machinery, you know. Now we would have cranes and and bobcats and all the different things that you can use to rebuild uh, but they didn't have that. And then finally, in that part of the scripture in chapter 6, we see that the surrounding nations and the enemies are frightened. They're worried that, and they see God's hand in what took place. It was an impossible task for just humans to accomplish, but they were able to accomplish it with God's hand and their enemies and the surrounding nations saw that and, and noticed that. So through this account, this whole... Um, this story, chapter six, we see distraction coming, but we see the idle threats and the attempt of distraction from the enemy come. They were idle threats. They were making up things. And, and I don't know about you, but distraction can actually pull us away from what we're intended to do. You know, the distraction is one of the things, the greatest things that the enemy can use against us. It, it, he doesn't have to completely take us out. He doesn't have to completely destroy us. All it needs is a bit of diversion or distraction from the call and purposes that God's given us. That's what, why Nehemiah was such a great leader. He was so strong. He didn't allow these distractions to come and to, to pull him away from what he was actually meant to do. You know, I'm usually pretty well focused and not too distracted. I don't know how it's been for you in this time as maybe you've been working at home or just spending more time at home, trying to stay focused on the things that you need to. Um, I found it a little more difficult to stay focused. You know, there's a coffee machine there, the pantry and the fridge are right there, and there are things that are saying, come and and distracting us from work. But generally, I'm pretty good. I can stay focused on the task, the time that I've got to achieve that. Um, but distraction can still come and pull us away from what we actually need to do. You know, I can ignore the obvious distraction. Um, I'm sure for many of us, we would be able to ignore the obvious distraction, those things that are really clear, uh, I'm being pulled away from the task and, and the thing that I'm meant to be doing right now and being distracted by something else. But we see here in this scripture that Nehemiah, encounters a distraction in disguise. A distraction in disguise can come and, and I guess bring in an appearance that it's a good thing and something that we need to deal with, but actually it's in disguise. You know, the letter comes from Sambalad and, and Geshem and they send a messenger and they're starting to spread rumors of Nehemiah and his intent and it would be easy for Nehemiah to jump and go, well, actually, that's not true. He said that's not true. But often, it, and I've encountered this, I don't know about you, but where you hear an untruth, there's something that's not quite right. You want to correct it. You want to uh, reach out, not be rude to someone, maybe communicate well. And actually, in itself, that is a distraction. You know, Nehemiah could have, could have taken that provoking. He could have taken those things and actually said, oh, I need to to go and meet with them. I I don't want to be rude. I want to make sure I communicate and make sure they're okay. We we do that. But Nehemiah was strong. He knew that this was a distraction that was coming. And he didn't want to be pulled away from the task that God had given him to do. You know, we can sometimes feel that we have to uh, go and communicate with someone when they're they're coming against us. It could be a distraction, and we think that. But what a great example Nehemiah gives with us. He, he does communicate. He's not trying to be rude, but he's also firm and he's clear on what God's asked him to do. It's a great lesson for us. You know, we can be distracted by thinking that we're doing the right thing and by um, wanting to communicate and be clear with someone, but often that can actually cause a distraction from what God has asked us to do verse 9, we see that the intimidation caused Nehemiah to work with even more determination. What happens to you when you encounter a distraction or something that causes you to think twice, maybe concern or worry? What do we do in the face of opposition? Do we actually allow it to cause us to retreat? Do we get depressed? Do we get worried? Do we actually pull away and we pull back from what we, um, what we actually are called to do? How many of us actually take that opposition and, and decide to use it for greater determination? Greater determination to do what we're called to do. Greater determination, I, I think often, most of the time, we take that opposition to heart and we, we pull back. We actually decide to, um, to hold back and it stops us and it causes us to not push forward and to hold on to the things that we're meant to do. I want to encourage you today, if you're facing opposition, to actually come into a place of where you can use that for greater determination. For each of us, that will be a bit different. Each of us, it will be a challenge and we'll have to work out a way to do that. But as we can see, Nehemiah actually decided to use that as fuel. To use that to help us to push, uh, to to help him to push forward, to not get down, not to get depressed, but to push forward. He had a clear conviction from God on what he was asked to do. Nothing swayed him, and the opposition actually confirmed for him that when the enemy came, that he was doing what God had called him to do. You know, sometimes I've faced opposition in different things, and I'm sure you might have as well. I do look at it on occasions, there's times where there's worry and doubt and question, but I look at it if if we weren't doing the right thing, if we weren't doing what God had called us to do, why would the enemy come and have a go? And when the enemy's there having a go, then it shows us that we're in line with what God is actually wanting us to do. Don't worry, don't pull back, but use that moment in time to actually push forward. Be determined. Use it as motivation to go, well, we're actually pushing through in what God wants us to do. Nehemiah had a strong conviction. He knew what God had asked him to do. But we don't want our progress to be crippled by these things that come and bring opposition. You know, Nehemiah carried a strong conviction. He said that God, he knew what God had said. And he knew that God had called. There's been times through our lives where there's been question over ministry and calling, direction in life, decisions that we've made. And there's been those moments I've had to go back to in my life and remember where God said. Because along the pathway, along the journey, there's challenges that we all come across. But if we go back to that moment in time where we know that we know that we know that God said to go and do this, then we can hold on to that and get through those times of challenge and opposition. Can I encourage you to find those moments, hold on to them, write them down. If you need to to put them on your fridge or put them in your diary, in the front of your Bible, whatever it is, maybe a post-it note near your computer, maybe the background for your computer. Write down that moment where God called you, asked you to do what you're doing. And if you haven't had that moment, seek after it. Ask him because it will sustain you in those times of challenge, in those times of opposition. God's um, God's call will help you navigate those challenges and those trials. As we move on in the scripture, we see that Nehemiah's friend suggests that he should hide, that he should protect himself. You know... Nehemiah went to probably just chat, I think probably to maybe vent a little bit, maybe there's a bit of frustration there, but he goes to his friend for almost confirmation that he's doing the right thing and it could have been easy for Nehemiah to take good counsel from his friend and and start to waver in what he believed God had asked him to do as these messages came from Sambalat. But Nehemiah, it says in verse 11, Nehemiah was clear that he wasn't going to run from danger. He knew his position. He knew he was the leader and he refused to run from danger, despite the words from his friend. You know, sometimes we can uh, be in that place as well. We could be in a place where we want to actually um, do what God's called us to do. We feel that's the correct thing, but we seek counsel from others. I think sometimes it can be a challenge if the word that we get from a friend or a confidant maybe sways us. Let's seek God continually through that. Nehemiah knew that he was called and, and we read through that his friend actually was paid and was asked to influence Nehemiah. I'm not saying that we doubt our friends. I'm not saying that we doubt the confidence of the people that we seek their advice from but continually seek God and and look for different sources. See how God uh, will will speak through people, through scripture, uh, through the call, and make sure all those things align together. You know, Nehemiah was clear he wasn't going to run from danger, and he carried a weight of the position that God had put him in. He carried that responsibility. He wanted to make sure he fulfilled the thing that God had asked him to do. We see him having great discernment. You know, as he spoke with his friend, as he received the letters, as he spoke to the messenger that came from his enemies, God had given him incredible discernment. Well, we can have that discernment too. God can give us discernment through the Holy Spirit to to have a sense in our spirit, in ourselves, whether it's the right thing, whether it's aligned with God, Can I encourage you, if you're seeking more discernment, it's something that we should all have a level of. Is it aligning with what God's asked us to do? Is the decisions that we're making or the interactions we're having with people, is there good discernment there? Is it aligning with what God would want for our lives? But seek God, ask God for more discernment in your life, if that's something you would like to have. As we can see from Nehemiah's life, it did him well. It allowed him to navigate challenges and it allowed him to, to go from a place of potentially questioning. He, he could have been questioning. You know, we see many other leaders like David and Moses where they questioned whether they were doing the right thing. But Nehemiah was firm and I believe that his strong discernment from God helped him navigate these challenges. Despite everything that came up against them, They still finished the wall and they finished it in 52 days. Incredible time. As I said before, we don't know exactly what that work involved, but it was an incredible feat, a feat that took uh, hard work. It took challenge for Nehemiah to motivate the people, to lead the people well, and for the, the resources to be there. It was an incredible feat. But despite all these things, despite the opposition, they didn't let it limit them. Nehemiah didn't allow it to limit what he had been asked by God to do. I think too often in our lives, we allow limitation. We allow opposition to come and stop us doing what God has asked us to do. Right now in this moment of, um, as we're coming out the other side of of lockdowns and restrictions and this virus at least for our country and and things are going to change and be different for a long time. I wonder if we can ask ourselves what opposition have we allowed to come and stop in our relationship with God? Maybe the goals and the purposes that we had for our life. Maybe 2020 is not what you'd intended it to be. I don't know anyone that said, oh, I want to be stuck in my home or not being able to go to work or my kids be at home. I don't know anyone that probably set that out as their goals for 2020, but I think we can look at our goals and our plans and our vision for our life and be determined to not have opposition come and stop them. How are we going to hit the reset right now? Those things that you thought might be achieved this year, the things that you might have been hoping for this year, this, this little bump in the road is not a complete stumbling block. You can allow those things to just be strengthening for you. Can I encourage you to actually use them to motivate you? you we've still got six months left of this year. We've got six months of 2020 and we can still achieve our goals, our purposes. The things that we planned, it might look a little bit different, but whatever you plan for this year, don't allow the opposition or the things that you've um, been, that's come against you, totally out of your control to limit you. Let's be like Nehemiah, hey, where the enemy comes to try and bring uh, distraction, even for our church. Come on, church. Uh, As we begin to gather in some way, shape or form again soon, uh, maybe it's been in small groups maybe we'll be able to be together in larger groups sooner rather than later. Uh, Let's be believing that this time has just been a distraction and we're going to actually push forward, that God's kingdom is going to be extended, that the things and the plans that He has for us in this time is actually going to strengthen us, refocus us as a church, refocus us as individuals on what is important. As Nehemiah did, no amount of opposition could stop him or distract him. I wanna ask ourselves just two questions as we finish today. What distracts us from the call and purposes of God on our life? There's so many things that can distract us and time just disappears quickly. What is it for you today? I'd love you to go away from this service today thinking about those things. What are the things that distract you and how could you actually put some things into place push that distraction aside in the future? What are those things that you could push aside and just say, no, God has spoken to me. I'm determined to move forward. I'm determined to do what he's called me to do. And when those those distractions come, I'm going to ignore those things and push forward. Maybe there's times that you've just felt down and depressed. How are you going to get through those times? Because I strongly believe if God's given us a word and we make a decision beforehand, we can work through and um, allow those uh, distractions to not come and impact us quite so much. And the final question, which I, I just love through this chapter is, how could we use opposition to actually give us greater determination? But When opposition comes, how can we use that to give us greater determination? They're the two things I want us to take away from this chapter 6 of Nehemiah today. They're great encouragements. Nehemiah was an incredible leader. Spend time meditating on these two things. What are those distractions? But how can we turn opposition into determination? Let's pray. Lord, today I just ask that you will come and, and bring this word to our heart and our mind. Both of those things. That something will just penetrate into us. That you will help us to come and navigate distraction, that you will help us to come and use those times where we're pulled away from the things that you've called us to do, whether it's the busyness of life or even just the the limitation of life, where we feel restricted. God, I pray that you will come and do something and, and help us through those times. And also, Lord, for those moments of opposition as they come, that you'll give us discernment in those, but also that you'll help us to use them as greater determination to push forward and to actually fulfill the things that you've asked us and called us to do. God, help us in those moments. I pray today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks, church. Have a great day. Uh, We're finishing up this series next week. Wayne's going to be doing that, so please join us then. Hey, what a great message. Thanks for joining us here at Resound Church. We pray that you've been encouraged through the message and that you've grown just a little bit closer to God. While you're online, why don't you head over and give us a like on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website at resound.church. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app which will keep you up to date with everything going on. Well, don't forget next week, there'll be another amazing podcast here to listen to from Resound Church. We hope you join us then.